What is up, Vikings fans? Chris Corso here from Vikings.com, joined as always by Ben Lieber and Gabe Henderson from U.S. Bank Stadium. A tough, tough loss for the Minnesota Vikings. The second loss this season by one point. And again, it comes down to the final play. Russell Wilson leads a game-winning drive for the Seattle Seahawks, finished by a six-yard touchdown to D.K. Metcalf with 15 seconds remaining in the game to steal a game from your Minnesota Vikings, Ben. The big question mark in this game was the Vikings have the ball, they're up five points, and Mike Zimmer decides to go for it on a fourth and one rather than kick a field goal to go up eight points with about two minutes left. I guess you don't want to give the ball to Russell Wilson. Um, I actually saw a tweet that you that you had pretty quickly after, and you said, fine line between aggressive and smart. Smart gave you a better chance to win there. So I'm assuming, Ben, if you're head coach Mike Zimmer, you're kicking that field goal to put the Vikings up eight points with two minutes remaining. Yeah, man. You know, and, that, and the thing is, I know that everybody's going to say, well, in hindsight, you're saying that now. But I, I had a conversation with, um, with Chad Abbott, who at uh, KFAN is our is our lead guy in the booth, and um, you know he. I looked at him. I said, as they were lined up, I go, "You got to kick the field goal." And he kind of looked at me and kind of nodded. He's like, "Yeah, I think he was thinking the same thing. Like, kick the field goal, man. Like, you you go up by you go up by eight, and they've got now go marching down the field. Let's assume that you get the ball or they get the ball in the twenty five after a touchback. They got to go seventy five yards, put the ball in the end zone." And then put the ball in the end zone again. And the way our defense had been playing, I like our chances with that. And so, I mean, listen, I, I I know this is like one of the more polarizing decisions that Coach Zimmer has had uh, in, a, in a long time. I mean, based off of the reaction from the fans already on social media, you know, it is very split, you know. And, and uh, apparently the, the analytics out there support going for it uh, on that particular play. But, again, I – I think that you you look at the environment that they're in, the probability that they have to go down and score and put the ball in the end zone twice. I, I, I don't see how the analytics don't say that you kick the field goal. So all of that being said, I would have kicked the field goal. I would have relied on my defense to go out there and get a stop. And uh, you got to rely on your defense if you, if you miss that fourth and one, which they did, and it failed. So... Um, Look, I, I, I don't know. I would have kicked it. Mike Zimmer had a few post-game comments after the game. One was that he does not regret his decision. We came here to win this game. Um, another was that he thought the defense might be a little tired there at the end of the game, um, which is why he went for it to, on fourth down to just seal the deal. Gabe, I'm going to you. I'm, I said to Ben before this, I said I, I would have went for it. I Just gut decision. You're 1-3 and three on the season. You want to just – you don't want to give Russell Wilson any chance, but then the fan could argue that eight points, there's no way for you to lose the game if Russell Wilson drives down the field and gets the two-point conversion. So what's your take on it, Gabe? So I think I'm on the opposite side of Ben. I probably would have went for it right there, especially if you already have 200 rushing yards on the ground. Alexander Madison is already over 100. Um, <laughs> instead of instead of kicking a field goal and then kicking the ball off and them getting the ball on the 25-yard line, you, you force it. To, to force them to go 94 yards with a minute and 47 seconds. Well, I guess a minute 50, 52 seconds in this case, and, and and try to score a touchdown. And 
and, and just take your hats off to an offense if they can do that. And, and I'm pretty sure that's what Mike Zimmer was thinking right there, especially with, with everything going on. The defense was playing solid. They had just picked off Russell Wilson the drive before. Uh, there were so many variables that was in the Vikings' favor. I mean, if you if you really look at it, fourth and one, the Vikings were already two for two in the game thus far. So I, I, I like my odds right there for going forward, especially fourth and one with the with the um, with the Seahawks team that just seemed depleted. I mean, the, the Vikings were just wearing them, wearing them down that entire drive, and just, just seeing what the Vikings were doing, I was like, hey, you, you have to go for it right there. And if you don't get it, you just live with that with that mistake. And you, you, you live with, I, I wouldn't say mistake, but you live with that that decision. And that's what they had to do right there. And you just trust the defense, which was a young defense. And hats off to Russell Wilson for being able to drive his team down. I mean, a lot of plays on that last drive, I know we'll get to it, but that last drive, you know, a, a lot of things could have went better, but I'm going for it. That was my next question to Ben. I want you to break down the final drive for the Vikings. I think DK Metcalf has proved himself to be some sort of superstar in this league. Um, a big miss on a on a ball downfield by Cameron Dantzler, where where Metcalf kind of took the the team into the red zone area. Um, obviously, the impressive performance by Russell Wilson in the second half. But what's your overall takeaway? A couple. Couple impressive plays by Mike Hughes at the end there at the goal line, but Ben, what's your overall takeaway with the Vikings' young defense on this last drive? Well, on the last drive in particular, obviously, they just they didn't do enough. Um, you know, the moment was too big for them, and uh, that doesn't take away from my my positivity and where I think this this young secondary is going to go. I think I still think the world of Dantzler, and you know, I think Gladney's still is is trending to be. Uh, you know, kind of a star in this defense and look, man, I mean, they, uh, that's why I just think that you go back and you kick the field goal because, um, you're going to rely now on a six foot. What is, what is Metcalf six foot four? I mean, he's built like a tight end and, uh, all you got to do is throw the ball up to him. And I don't, I really don't know what was, what Dantzler was thinking on that fourth and 10. Um, it looked like to me that he, he kind of either got caught up in the in the rain, looking up in the rain and the ball in the air with the lights, uh, just couldn't judge um, where it was going to fall down as he kept drifting five, six, seven, eight yards, you know, further past where the ball ended up going. Um, he looked completely lost. And, you know, maybe a veteran player in that situation wouldn't have done that. So I think it was just a lot to ask for your young corners to, to bow up in that situation going against a Hall of Fame quarterback and two of the best wide receivers in the league. Seahawks are undefeated on the season, 5-0. and oh. You know, I, was, I write this show during the game, and I start thinking of questions and this and that, and it's no secret that what I had written down changed dramatically over the last two minutes of the game. So I plan on leading this show with, the Vikings suffer a tough 21-point swing in the third quarter. Kirk Cousins makes two big mistakes, and what did he do? He punched back, and I, I did not expect it at all. Two 90-yard drives, two touchdowns for Adam Thielen. Uh, I was ready to like totally have a blast with Gabe on this show, but that completely changed. So, Gabe, what did you see from Kirk Cousins there? I mean – just when you when the Vikings fans expected it the least, he turned it around and he actually brought the team back and, and gave them a lead and set them up to win this game. Yeah, there was a moment right after Dalvin Cook got injured at the 12 and a half mark in the third quarter that 
I tweeted out, if Kirk Cousins wants to, win this, wants to win this game, he has to put the team on his back. And he showed a lot of resiliency. Of course, there was a, a minute and 49-second mark where <laughs> the, the, the Seahawks scored 21 unanswered points. But Kirk Cousins, he fought back. I mean, a lot of Vikings fans are used to, you know, the Vikings not being able to play from behind. And Kirk Cousins showed that this offense can – can score points when needed and like I said it came came down to that last drive but hats off to Kirk Cousins for you know being resilient you know in those adverse moments throughout this game um his stats I mean he didn't have a terrible game right I mean having over I mean having thrown two touchdowns I mean the interception that one interception was probably could have been better but when his number was called and he needed the team and the, the team needed him to deliver he, he led this offense down the field I mean having what was that? Five drives, uh, five drives today, 11 plus plays in those five drives. I think that was the first time since 2004 that has happened when the Vikings have, have had 11, five, 11 play drives. So you, you got to give your hats off to Kirk Cousins for first and foremost, being a game manager. And then secondly, having shown some resiliency. Ben, I'm looking at the stats here. 83 total plays for the Vikings compared to Seattle's 52 we net outrushed them to 201 to 124. Uh, I, you, I could just keep going down the list. We beat them in just about every single category. Uh, the time of possession was exactly double for the Vikings to Seattle. I mean, how, how do they manage to pull this off? Oh, man. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's obviously a game of, of decisions um, just here and there. Um, you know, you can rack up all the stats and time of possession and, and all this, that, and the other. And that's why this is not a stats-driven game. I mean, it still matters to have the, uh, the playmakers and that winning attitude at the end of the game and guys that don't buckle under the pressure. Um, that's, what, that's what Russell Wilson is. That's what that franchise as a whole, when people think of that franchise, they're never out of it. They're never out of any game. And... And they have that that fight, that that determination, determination, and that's that was the difference in the game. I mean, it was one decision that Mike Zimmer made that didn't go his way, um, and we don't pick up that fourth and one. And then after that, it's all just the will and the uh, and the fight of that that team to get them down the field and make clutch plays and that's the difference between championship teams and non-championship teams is you've got to be clutch when it matters I couldn't agree more and it certainly was Russell Wilson who I mean he was as clutch when it matters as as you could possibly even say he's done it a couple couple weeks in a row now it feels like and it seems like he always does it on the big stage against the Vikings in prime time but um, speaking of a positive for the Vikings, I mean, Dalvin Cook goes down after just completely dominating the game uh, with about 65 rushing yards and, and suffers a groin injury, which Mike Zimmer says he's getting checked with an MRI tomorrow. But Alexander Madison comes in, and I, I honestly, it's like almost like they should go to him earlier because he comes in 20 attempts, 112 yards. Obviously, everyone's going to think of that last play where he doesn't get the half yard needed, but but uh, he definitely had a pretty good game for the Vikings, Gabe. Yeah, 20 carries, 112 yards. That, that's a that's a great stat line right there. Alexander Madison played well. You know, he fought for extra yardage. Of course, that last play where he went for fourth and uh, that fourth and one play, you, you can say maybe he should have bounced it outside. But other than that, like 
Alexander Madison played a really good game, especially filling in for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is a phenomenal back, right? And, you know, a lot of – I wouldn't say all of the fate of the team will be will be depending on that MRI, but having a, a guy like Alexander Madison and then Mike Boone coming in and making a big run, and then you got Amir Abdullah in the background. I mean, that third full-string running back that, that can come in and make plays. I, I think that's going to pay dividends uh, down, the, down the road. Um, we'll see what Dalvin Cook's injury is, but at the same time, you got an 0-5 Falcons team coming in, then you have a bye week. So um, the, the smart thing to say right now is rest up Dalvin Cook like Alexander Madison gets some carries because, you know, you can trust him. You can trust him to make plays down the field. And, you know, Basically just being a, a, a solid running back. You can trust Alexander Madison to, to do what you need to do. And I'm excited to see what he can do the following week, uh, upcoming weeks. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, one positive I took away, Ben, was the way that Mike Zimmer game-planned and, and the defensive pass rush that we had in the first half. Four sacks, a bunch of young guys getting involved. You could even call them maybe coverage sacks with the way that uh, Mike Zimmer attacked them with the two-deep safety look. So uh, what did you see from these guys in the first half and, and the success that they had? Well, they did a phenomenal job of mixing up some of their coverages and it's not, it was nothing crazy. You know, it was just a mixture of, you know, the, the standard cover four that they run, but what they were doing is they were taking uh, a, whoever, the, whoever was lined up on the running back. And, and I don't want to get too technical, technical here, but in a cover four system, you know, you basically play matchup man between um, the running backs and whoever the inside receivers are. And because Chris Carson had caught so many balls up to this point, was on a career pace, uh, they took that away, and they took away that outlet. They took away his check down. And you ask the guys in the back end just to play, you know, solid cover four, cover two defense, and ask the guys up front to get after those offensive linemen who are big but not very athletic and not very fast and not very nimble. So it really played into what we do best with speed and he take away his check down and he had no place to go. So three of those four sacks in the first half were really coverage sacks and had not much to do with, you know, pure just pass rushing ability. It was all because of the back end of our defense. Yeah, that's what they showed on the broadcast and the way Chris Collinsworth broke it down. I mean, you got definitely a lot to say for the pass rushers, but even more to say for the way uh, Mike Zimmer and the young cornerbacks kind of kept Russell Wilson in check. Um, to start this game, which was a big reason why the Vikings got off to such a big lead. But a reason why the Vikings came back, Gabe, was Mr. Number 19, Adam Thielen, who continues to step up pretty much week after week. Two touchdowns in this game. A big reason for those two 90-plus yard drives um, that gave the Vikings the lead in this game. Yep, nine catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns. We, we expect that from Adam Thielen yeah, week in and week out. I, th I think he did a great job just, you know, working his routes. I think that last touchdown, his route on uh, on Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin, it looked like he broke his ankle. Like, that was just an unbelievable route. And, and Adam Thielen, we, we know what we're getting each week. But one thing that really impressed me about Adam Thielen today was his run blocking. On those outside zone schemes, he was very dominant, like very dominant, very, very willful, and, you know, very intent with – how he wanted to start the game off. I think there were there were seven receivers or seven seven Vikings players that had uh, a catch uh, in the first quarter, and he was the only one that didn't have a catch. So when his number wasn't getting called in the pass game, he stepped up in the run game. But when his number got called in the pass game, he, he did what he had to do. And hats off to Adam Thielen for another great day. 
there's not many positives to take away from this game, but I guess one positive is the fact that you have the Atlanta Falcons coming in uh, at 0-5 this year. They just fired their head coach and general manager. And, Ben, I, I don't even know. I, I, how do we look forward? Is there any sort of positivity for a playoff run? And uh, how do we win this game against the Falcons heading into the bye week? Well, I think at this point, and really this is what it's, the mindset should have been from the start of the season is let's not worry about playoffs. Let's not worry about Super Bowls. Let's not worry about North Division championships. Let's just worry about the game in front of us. And, and I know that's really cliche to say, but that's really all you have to worry about at this point is take care of your business on Sunday against the Falcons and then look forward to your week off. There are going to be some guys that, that desperately need it because of injury. And, uh, and you recalibrate after that. And then it just becomes uh, a game-by-game situation after that. And then we'll just add it all up at the end. So the, the, the frustrating thing is there, there were a lot of positives. I mean, look at the game that Eric Wilson had. Like, did he get picked on a little bit in the, in the second half? Yeah, he, he wasn't great in, one of the zone, in the zone coverage. And then he had a, a wheel route and man coverage on Disley and lost his footing. You know, every player can get exposed at some point in time. They did a good job game planning against him. But he stepped up, made some plays in the backfield, uh, got the interception. I mean, he had a hell of a game. And that's what you need when you get a guy like Anthony Barr that's out for the season. And uh, you're looking for another guy to step up on, on that linebacker core. So now you feel pretty good. They're like, all right, we've got a young playmaker there that's stepping in nicely. I, I thought, again, our defensive front played really well. And, and our offensive line was reestablishing the line of scrimmage and getting up to the linebackers. Like, again, God dang, there's just so many good positive things that happened in this game. And it's just unfortunate we didn't get the win. That's what makes it so frustrating for me, just watching this game on TV, watching the first half, seeing the way we dictated the pace. We talked about how the time of possession was such an issue in week one and week two, and we completely come out and play as good as, as any team can play. We dictate the pace of the game with the, with the running backs. Gabe, I, I just, looking forward, what, what do you even have to say heading into a game against the Atlanta Falcons? play a complete game. Uh, the Vikings have yet to put a complete game together where they play really good all three, all four quarters. We, we saw that that third quarter today where the Vikings, where the Seattle Seahawks scored 21 straight points in a matter of a minute and 49 seconds. Uh, if, if First and foremost, if the Vikings score in their dri- that drive right before the half, you, you're up 17-0, but you, you live with three points there, but at the same time, you, you know that you have to come in, you have to come in and, and and get on the board early. You make a big stop, and then your offense gets on the board early. You force the Seahawks to a three and out, and then you go three and out. And then that's when Dalvin Cook got injured. But you got to put, you got to start putting a full game together. Um, you, you see, I mean, the football, the NFL is a game of it's small, small margin of error. Like one play can literally change the game. We saw that tonight. We saw that against the Tennessee Titans. Like one game can change, a, one play can change a game. And, the Vikings just have – if they put all four facets together, we've seen both sides of the ball, all aspects play really well. We, we've seen the defense play remarkable. Last week we saw the special teams get a forced, forced rumble on a punt return. Like, we, we've seen the offense play well. But put that all together, let everybody do their – let everybody um, hone in on what they need to do and don't make any mental errors. And I feel like the Vikings have a really good chance this upcoming Sunday against an on five Falcons team that's really trying to find their identity. 
And then you get a win right there and then head into the bye weeks, like Ben said, and recalibrate and get to get your legs back under you. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a full season ahead. I mean, one game at a time at this point. Moving on on the Vikings postgame report, this is the postgame reaction. I bring in Vikings.com, Cy Amundsen, and Gabe Henderson is still on the show. Gabe, I am going right to you with this one. Uh, We're going to listen to the Vikings head coach's explanation for going for the fourth and one with two minutes left in the game, and let's hear what he had to say. Uh, I knew if we got to – it was about a half a yard. If we got to half a yard, we win the game. So I was trying to win it. I told him on the, I told him in the headset, you know, we didn't come here for this. Let's, let's go win it. All right, Gabe, you said it earlier in the show. You personally would have done exactly what Coach Mike Zimmer did in this situation. Uh, what did you think of Coach Zimmer's explanation? Yeah, I expected that from him. I expected him to, you know, stick by his, by his call. And as a head coach, you, you don't want to go. You don't want to make a call and second guess it. If you make a call, you want to stick with it. And I, I, I agree with Zim on that. You, you go into the game wanting to win the game. You don't want to, you know, put it back in Russ's hand with more time on the clock with less less spill to drive down. So you, you trust your guys. I, I, we have a veteran office. I'm going to trust my veteran office. I'm going to trust Alexander Madison, who's already having a great game thus far, who's already had 112 yards. So if, if it takes Alexander Madison getting stopped, uh, less than one yard and Russell Wilson going 94 yards in less than two minutes to score. I can live with that. And, and that's basically what Zim said. And I think any, any head coach would, would live with that decision. And at this point you, you, you live, you, you learn from it and you move on. Yeah. And, and I might be Chris repeating what's been said earlier in the show here. So I apologize for that. If, if that's what happens, but the offense as you know, walking into the season, they're supposed to be the meal ticket. We all knew it was a young defense. We expect the offense to bring the heat. And they did all night from a running game perspective. Dalvin was fantastic in the first half. Madison goes over 100 yards in the second half. And it wasn't just those two guys. The blocking from the line, the tight ends from C.J. Ham. it was all there. So when you got to go six inches – and you've had it all night. I, I, I'm, I completely agree with Gabe. I agree with the coach. It's frustrating. I, I have some curiosity. You know, you make Russell Wilson go the length of the field with rain, needing a touchdown and two-point conversion. I'm curious. But I, I like the call. If they'd have kicked that field goal and Russ had gone down and scored a touchdown and, and two-point conversion – that would have been the the frustration there from everybody would have been tenfold what some people might think they're feeling right now. I feel like I watched four different games and I happened to get you on the phone side when the Vikings had given up 21 straight points uh, at following a halftime where they were up 13 nothing. The scores 21 to 13 and the biggest question we had in this game was what is this offense going to do? to punch back and that's exactly what they did one of the players who played a big part in that was Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen who had two touchdowns on the game let's hear what Thielen had to say following the tough loss I mean honestly uh you know that was a a great situation to just end the game and it's on us as an offense to uh you know we need one yard uh and we got to get that done uh to win the game to end it with us as the offense on the field um and we had an opportunity uh, obviously, uh, they made one more play than us, and 
Uh, obviously really disappointing, uh, but uh, we're going back to work. Two 90-yard drives for the Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and his favorite target, Adam Thielen. So, I mean, we saw the fight and the fire from number 19 in this one, side. Yeah, I, you know, I, I know it's cliched, the whole, they just made one more play. I think it's it's accurate in this game. They, they went down the field. They made the plays at the end of the game. They had the ball at the end of the game. Uh, I will, you know, I'm not going to lean into that negativity. I'm, I'm, I am going to focus on something that I've said on the MVP podcast week in and week out. It's that I wanted to see some resilience. And you didn't lose this football game because of lack of resilience. You lost it because you didn't convert a fourth down and, and, and the best quarterback in the league, Sands, Mahomes, and, or maybe including Mahomes right now, uh, played as well as he's been playing all year. That's why you lost. You didn't lose because the other team punched and you couldn't punch back. I mean, I can't remember the last time this team put together two 90-yard touchdown drives in a game, let alone coming off the heels, back-to-back turnovers, back-to-back punches in the face when your young defense had played so well in the first half. So uh, it's hard to take positives when you have such a disappointing end, but the resilience is certainly one that I will take walking away from this game. I think when any team has 12 plays and they score 21 points in those 12 plays in less than two minutes, any team will fold, and the Vikings did not fold. And like I said earlier, Kirk Cousins, it it was – Great to see him take another step in his game. Of course, right now, this isn't the best year, you know, as a team, you know, as a, as a country, right? But at the same time, you look at Kirk Cousins and you say, hey, great job tonight. Great. You, you, you didn't fold. Like, you, you, made a, you did a great job, you know, leading these young guys, keeping the defense off the field. I mean, having the ball, possessing the ball for almost 40 minutes as an offense, you, you really can't ask for anything more than that. Like I said before, it's just a game. Uh, in the NFL where the margin of error is very small and one play can define <laughs> literally your entire game. So you just, I guess you live, you learn, you move on, you build from here and you try to get a win before the bye week. As we said, these games come down to pretty much the last play, probably more than we would like with the Vikings. We saw it on the winning side last week against the Texans, but uh, moving forward to a player on the defensive side of the ball who actually had a very good game, a big interception towards the end of the game, um, following Chris Carson up the sideline and making a big play and a sack in the first half. Linebacker Eric Wilson, who put a big part in this game, filling in for Anthony Barr. Let's hear what he had to say following the game. Um, you know, on that final drive, I think um, our defense uh, did a great job of of having a chance to win. We've had, uh, you know, a, a couple of chances to to win the game. Uh, on defense, uh, that final drive, we just have to we just have to finish the game. We just have to finish the game. We're right there. I mean, the, the plays are right there to be made. We just have to finish it. Yeah, you heard it there from the Vikings linebacker. I, I said it earlier before the game that it was going to come down to him having a really good game in this one, not having Anthony Barr, a player who was key in stopping Russell Wilson in the past, Gabe. But uh, do you take any positives away from, from his performance tonight? Yeah, I think you take the fact that it might not show up in the stat sheet, his tackles, but having only three tackles today, he clogged holes up when they needed to be clogged. He forced the running back outside. He, he, he stayed disciplined to his assignment. Um, he got picked on that one time uh, when Russell Wilson threw that 19-yard touchdown to, um, I think, Will Disley. 
uh, on that, that will route, but you live with that as a, as a linebacker who's still trying to learn, I wouldn't say learn the ropes, but still trying to adjust to being a starting linebacker, or every down starting linebacker, you, you'll take a touchdown like that. But every, everything other than that, I think Eric Wilson played a really good game last week. He played a really good game also, nine tackles last week. So you, you see his play just elevating. And then the Colts game he had in week two, he had an interception then. But you see his play elevating each week, moving on to today. Anthony Barr, you don't really a – lot, a lot of his play you don't see in the stat sheet. You hear Adam Zimmer talking about that uh, week in and week out. And I think that's what Eric Wilson did today. The one play that really stood out to everybody was that was that one interception. And, man, what a timely interception, right? As an offense, you – you want to go down and score from that, but Eric Wilson, he, he did what he what he was asked to do, and he, <laughs> you just look at the film, go back and see what, see what mistakes you need to correct, and go from there. But overall, I think Eric Wilson played a really good game. Yeah, and Eric is a guy that I think a lot of people thought could really jump up this year. He played well in spot duty last year, and, and now given the opportunity, I think the thing that stuck out to me in this game was that even though he made a couple of splash plays with the sack and the interception, they were plays that seemed to happen because he was doing his job. He seemed to be in the right place at the right time. He wasn't over pursuing. He wasn't over covering. He wasn't trying to win the game. He was trying to do his job. And because he was, and that's that Anthony Barr thing. People don't understand how important Anthony Barr is to this defense by just doing his job and being in the places he needs to be. And that's what you saw from Eric Wilson tonight. And then when the couple of moments were there, he capitalized on him. So I, I think it's a big positive for a, a young guy filling in for Anthony. And I hope it continues. Try to take some positives away from this game. A 1-4 and four start to the season for a young Vikings team. All you can do is look forward to next week when we take on the Atlanta Falcons, who are 0-5 and, and are going undergoing a big-time change um, through their entire organization. And then we get the bye week. So uh, thank you, Cy. Thank you, Gabe, for Ben Lieber as well. This was the Vikings postgame report. And we will see you next week.